We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Thinks, we're keeping our Olympic theme going strong with another gold medalist, former USA women's hockey captain Megan Duggan. We chat about how she'd feel heading to Beijing in a pandemic, what it's like to come down from the Olympic experience, and how her and her wife, Jill Apps, three-time Olympic gold medalist for Team Canada, may need two TVs for this upcoming Olympics. Megan is also critical of the IIHF for canceling the under-18 women's championship and tells us what she's doing with her roles as president of the Women's Sports Foundation and as manager of player development for the New Jersey Devils to further women's place in decision-making roles in hockey. This is one inspiring episode, and we hope you enjoy it. This is Drinks With Thanks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. And to keep this season premiere going, we're going to stay on the ice and with our Olympic theme, as I am so excited to welcome in another badass female who has an Olympic gold medal, as well as two silver Olympic medals, and was the captain of Team USA Women's Hockey at the 2018 Olympics as well. Now she is the current manager of player development for the New Jersey Devils and was recently elected as the president of the Women's Sports Foundation. None other than Megan Duggan. Congratulations. Thank you so much for being on the show. Cheers to you, my friends. Cheers. Cheers to you as well. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's an honor. I follow your show and um, follow you on all social handles. So it's exciting to uh, to be a guest. So thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And also, just a disclaimer, your wife and I went to the same high school and played on the same hockey team for maybe a sh- maybe warm-ups, I would say, uh, <laughs> as, as Jill, your wife, is a three-time Olympic gold medalist for Team Canada. And you guys have a, such an interesting dynamic because you were captain of Team USA. She was captain of Team Canada. That's like the greatest rivalry in, especially for women's hockey, but in like all of sports. How do you go from being, you know, rivals to then eventually living together and having a family? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a unique story for sure. But um, 
you know, I would say we still keep the competitive juices going in the in the household when there's games on, whether it's uh, internationally or, um, you know, at the NHL level. But um, but no, I mean, we, we met uh, pretty organically, obviously, through sport. And um, she's someone that, you know, she's the greatest person in my life. And uh, she's an amazing, amazing uh, person and fortunate to be uh, raising our, our crazy family together with the two under two right now. Um, so I guess disclaimer, if, if they bust in, um, we'll just have to get them on the screen, but, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's certainly a unique situation, obviously. And we get a lot of questions about it. Oh, I'm sure. And so for your kids who like, where do their, where will their allegiances lie? USA or Canada? I mean, I, I would, if it's my choice, I'd say USA, obviously. And, uh, we live here right now, but, uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll kind of, the kids are both, um, you know, going to have dual citizenship and, um, both passports. And so we'll let them, uh, you know, kind of duel it out and decide as they get older. <laughs> let them decide, be like, okay, you can either pick Canada or there USA. And I'm sure it helps to whoever's doing better at the moment. And for USA, yep. you guys are the defending champs, Olympic <laughs> champions from 2018. And, you know, as we look ahead to the Olympics and Beijing, when, when you see the team being announced recently and everyone getting ready to go, and this will be the first time for you in many years that you will not be with the team. What does that feel like? Yeah, we just recently, my wife and I just recently had this discussion the other night, um, you know, as we were watching the women get get named to the team during the Winter Classic, which is so exciting, by the way, obviously, so many of those women I, I played with for such a long time on the U.S. side. And um, you just can't um, understate how difficult it is to make that roster and be named to that roster to go. So so thrilled for all of them. Um, but yeah, it'll be different. I mean, I'll, I'll certainly be probably still watching with as much, um, you know, emotion and intensity and nerves, but also, you know, sitting on my couch, maybe a glass of wine. So a little different than, um, you know, being in the moment and feeling that pressure being on the ice. But uh, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to cheer on, you know, my teammates and my friends and um, women that I admire and respect a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, with a little less, uh, nerves, I guess, and, and pressure for me on the line in the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the team is still really stacked. 15 of the 23 women going and been to the Olympics before you have Hillary Knight going to her fourth Olympics. When you look at the composition of this roster, what edge do they have over Canada? Let's just say, because, uh, you know, we know the other countries are very good, but let's put it down to Canada, USA. Yeah, I mean, I would say you just named it. Obviously, there's a lot of women that are returning that had Olympic experience. And uh, what I've learned in my career throughout my three Olympic Games is that that experience in those final moments, it, it matters a lot. You know, there's a lot of women on that team that have Olympic gold medal winning experience. And um, when you get to that final game, as we've seen in the last however many Olympics, it comes down to, you know, one mistake, one goal, overtime, shootout. Um, and so being able to stay calm and, uh, and poised in those moments is huge. So players with experience definitely, um, you know, bring an, an edge, uh, when it comes to that. But I also think they, they have a great mix of, of some new youth and exciting players that came in and really pushed the pace. Um, they're led by a fantastic coaching staff, all of which, um, I really have, have loved and have had the opportunity to be coached by, or, um, you know, with Courtney Kennedy skated with throughout my career as well. So they have a great staff in place too. And, um, and I know they're dialed in, they're focused. I mean, those women, all those women and everyone has been through so much adversity in the last couple of years to put themselves in a position to go achieve their goals. And, um, while I'm sure it made it 
challenging and, and difficult and frustrating at times. I think when they look back, um, they'll be better athletes and they'll be able to, um, you know, challenge themselves and get through different adversity that they'll face within the Olympics because of what they've been through. Right. And that adversity, of course, dealing with COVID and all of the different scheduling and training measures that have changed everything for everyone, especially Olympic athletes. For those going right now, what we're dealing with, like very different from even just like a month or two weeks ago, but is the idea with uh, the, the new variant being so transmissible. What do you think the players are thinking about right now as they are just even trying to get to the Olympics. Yeah, such a good point. I, I mean, if I was in their shoes, I honestly feel like I would want to be locked in a closet for the next month, except for training, um, just to make sure, you know, you want to get on that plane, you want to get admitted into the village, um, and you want to compete in the Olympic Games safely and healthily. And um, so I think that's probably what they're all doing right now. I know there's, um, you know, they're, they're hunkered down, they're staying focused in their bubble and competing as teammates um but they want to get on that plane and they want to arrive and, and get inside that olympic bubble um and stay safe so i think to be to be having to focus on that while you're also trying to maintain that you know top level fitness and focus and competitive nature um it's incredible and like i said you know they've had to face a lot but uh they're going to be stronger for it so I'm sure there are, you know, a lot of uh, emotion, anxiety, nerves, excitement, I think the whole package. Um, but, you know, we're a month out and I know exactly what that feels like. So um, on the positive side, I'm thrilled for them. Now, these Olympics are so different because family and friends are not going to be there as well. Mm -hmm. And it's when I talked to the USA softball um, uh, silver medalist, Monica Abbott, it's like it was a business trip for them. Mm -hmm. For a lot of these Olympians and for you, too, from your Olympic experience, What's the come down like afterward that people like us that didn't compete in the Olympics could possibly never understand? Oh, the come down after an Olympic Games is is so incredibly difficult. It's they call it like the post Olympic depression. And I don't want to use that that term lightly or in the wrong manner. But uh, for lack of a better term, it, it really is. Um, you know, it's a dark place, even if you win, because you're for four years, you're building up, building up, building up. You know, last time we won the gold medal, it was so exciting. There's so much to follow. And then eventually you kind of have to get back to real life. And especially on the women's side, I mean, we don't have, um, you know, the we're not making multi-million dollars a year playing in the NHL. And, um, and so finding, okay, where's my next paycheck going to come from? Um, you know, what am I doing in my life? Where am I living? Where am I training? It's back to reality after, um, even if you are going to continue to play. So there's certainly a letdown. I know a lot of Olympians talk about it. Um, because it's it's such an intensely emotional experience. I mean, the Olympics are about so much more than um, competing and winning in sporting events or in a game. I mean, you have families involved, you have culture and country, and it's only every four years. The, the buildup on, you know, TV and broadcast, it's so huge and it's exciting to be a part of. But um, but yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's a big letdown when it's over, um, you know, regardless of, of next steps. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm AJ Malesko, and we just had a U.S.-Canada discussion on drinks with Binks. For you and Jill, I'm still so, I'm so fascinated by this. Like when you're watching together, I mean, like when I, when my boyfriend and I watched World Juniors last year and Canada lost to USA, I was, uh, I was a bad sport. I was a bad loser. <laughs> and I'm just curious, like, like, is Jill very into Team Canada and you are very into Team USA? Or are you guys kind of like, we'll be neutral no, there's no no neutral in our house. There's no neutral. What's interesting is that this will actually be the first games where, um, I guess, backtrack. So last games, like she had had finished playing. I was in Pyeongchang competing, um, and obviously we were engaged at the time. And you know she was really invested in my career, and certainly had her you know Team Canada friends, and you know had her allegiance to them. But at the same time, like you know. <laughs> your your wife's going after a gold medal and uh your life will be a lot different if she doesn't yeah. you know so um you know and she was in pyeongchang and you know just kind of stood in her own corner and and uh you know physically and emotionally you know supported me and my team which was great um but this time i mean she's like i have no allegiance to your team you are not competing <laughs> i am team canada all the way um, and I am obviously Team USA all the way. So we just discussed recently. I said we're gonna have to get another TV in the house because I don't know how mm. this is gonna go. I really don't think we can watch side by side. And I commentate the game sometimes. I'm like, oh man, oh we just gotta we just gotta do this. And she'll look over at me and she'll be like, there's no we. Like this, there's no we. You're over here. I'm over here. This is my team. This is your team. So, you know, it's a healthy rivalry still in our household. I love that. And I think that's such a funny nugget about 2018. You'd be like, um, I'm going for the gold medal, so you might <laughs> want to support me over here. She's like, well, that's too bad you didn't win if you guys Yeah, yeah second, exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, I know you're cheering for the team, but no, that's good. That's a, that's a very healthy relationship despite such interesting, intricate circumstances <laughs> of being complete rivals from different countries. Um, when we look, though, at the countries competing against one another, the IIHF under 18 women's championships were canceled second year in a row uh, for rightfully so there was a lot of backlash because this happened while the world juniors were going on and for you know for you and for so many women in what way does does canceling this event uh, sort of I guess negate or, or sort of influence the future of women's hockey yeah, I mean, first of all, so disappointing, um, not surprising. And I think that's the sad thing. Um, anytime, you know, and I'll, and I'll just call, call them right out. Like the IHF, 
you know, really struggle sometimes to make the right decision when it comes to women. Um, and I think the biggest thing with this cancellation that frustrated people so much was, um, there's, there was no discussion about rescheduling. There was no discussion, you know, we thought ahead and we have a backup plan. Um, and that's, what's so hard, especially, and I know world juniors have since been canceled, but, um, I, with the world juniors tournament going on at that time that it was canceled, uh, it was, it was just, it was just disappointing and, and disheartening. Um, I really hope for everyone's sake, I hope that the world juniors, that they find a time to safely play that tournament. I hope that they find a safe time to play the women's U18 tournament. Um, you know, similar thing happened last year when last minute the women's world championships was canceled. There was a lot of uproar and they found a way to safely have the tournament in August. So I think the biggest disappointment was that they just flat out said the tournament's canceled with with no um, plans to to reschedule or make it happen for these women. And these are young girls that they have the same dreams. They want to go to the Olympics. Um, they want to play for Team USA. And uh, they've had that ripped out from under their feet two years in a row now. Um, there's a lot going on in the world and we want to be able to keep people safe um, and, you know, not, not cause any more COVID um, craziness, but we, we have been able to safely execute a lot of sporting events. And I think the U18 women's, um, you know, tournament deserves that same respect. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And the fact, as you mentioned, that they didn't come up with like a, alternative plan or that we're going to think about doing it this time, which I believe they're still discussing now because there's been so much backlash. Yeah. And and I hope so because, um, you know, we don't want women regardless of age or level, um, or young girls to continue to be an afterthought in sports when it comes to decisions that are being made. Um, and that, that was kind of how it felt. Um, you know, there was no, there was no plan B. And to me that feels like, eh, you know, there, it doesn't matter. Let's just cancel it. And it doesn't matter. So, um, I'm a huge proponent of getting that tournament safely rescheduled. And, uh, I'll certainly be cheering on those women when it, when it is rescheduled. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, what's up? It's Bucci Main, John Butcher Goss from ESPN Sports Center. Uh, I just had drinks with Binks, and I'm hammered. And I love Fubo. Another role that you are holding right now, just president of the Women's Sports Foundation. You were elected, and you've taken the post. Congratulations. <laughs> that is an incredible feat for you to have, and you have many other jobs, which we'll keep discussing as we go on. But when you have this role and and you're taking it on, I mean, like, what is it that you kind of want to do with it? Or like, what are like, what's your to do list in this position? Yeah, certainly. I mean, honored um, to be put in this position. And the Women's Sports Foundation is um, is a foundation and an organization that um, is really close to my heart. I became involved with um, about maybe four or five years ago um, on their athlete advisory panel and started to attend events and, and meet some of the amazing uh people behind the scenes there 
And really it's, I mean, the mission is everything I've built my life around. The tagline is all girls, all women, all sports. And um, the WSF activates in so many different ways to just get girls and women involved in sports. And for so many reasons, you know, there's the physical aspect, but there's also, you know, the confidence, um, the positive body image, the, the leadership, all the things that we as girls and women learn through sport. Um, you know, WSF provides um, and sets up uh, clinics or uh, provides funding to girls and women in all sports everywhere. And so I'm someone that's, you know, I mean, I've built my life and my career and my family around sports. And so to be able to be in a position to help give that to other girls and women is just, um, it's so exciting for me. Um, so my to-do list, uh, you know, probably incredibly long, but but really just continue to enhance that mission, obviously use my platform to raise awareness around it. Um, you know, definitely have a, a focus in, in, in hockey as well, bringing more girls and women into hockey uh, as that being my specialty. Um, but just continuing to, um, you know, continuing to get more girls and women involved in sports at all levels uh, and show them the benefits of what sport can bring to their life. Right. And then also even just through like what you are doing as an individual and as a role model, being manager of player development with the New Jersey Devils, which being in a position like this, we don't see many women at all being, uh, you know, working with NHL teams at this level. What have you noticed in this position? Um, maybe that you that, that you didn't realize before you took it on. That's been uh, your biggest takeaway about being involved with with this NHL team. Um, well, kind of to your, to your early part of that, it's, um, it's, it's amazing to be part of a group that's really starting to push the envelope to have women involved in, in male professional sports, um, and especially in the national hockey league. So I have great mentors, not only, you know, within my organization and someone like Kate Madigan, who is, um, an incredible executive with the devils and really just, just taking off, but, you know, someone like Cami Granato as a pro scout out in Seattle and, you know, teammate of mine, Kendall Coyne in Chicago. And so it's a great group to, to be a part of. Um, and I look forward to a day when it's not a story and it's not a topic mm -hmm. of discussion. Right. But again, I'd be, um, I'd be remiss not to mention the importance of the representation um, at this point. Uh, and to your, your second part of your question, I think for me in my, in my specific role in working with New Jersey, my, my favorite takeaway, I guess, or um, what I like the most so, so far is just the, the people within the organization. And I, to be honest, I, I didn't know what to expect, um, not within New Jersey, but just kind of in this next chapter in my life to begin with. And um, it's family first with New Jersey. I've been welcomed in with open arms. I, um, I think it's a great group to work with and be mentored by and learn from, um, you know, and, and they've just been, been great in welcoming me right into the team and my family and, um, you know, help celebrating the birth of my daughter recently. And um, it's just a wonderful group to be a part of, obviously led by, you know, Tom Fitzgerald and Dan McKinnon as our GM and AGM. And, um, and I'm just, I'm really thankful that, um, you know, I was given this opportunity and, and took advantage of it. And I look forward to, you know, bringing value, um, to the devils for a long time. And it's, uh, it's a position that I'm, I'm really enjoying. Well, it's great that you have such a incredible support network within the organization. And as you mentioned, mentors from the outside, uh, with the devils, some sad news for the devils with. Dougie Hamilton on the IR, Jonathan Bernier out for the season. But bright spot, Jack Hughes 
signed to a long-term deal. You're in player development. What's his ceiling look like? Jack Hughes. I mean, I, I feel like he, his ceiling's still being pushed up. I mean, he's such a dynamic player. Um, I think, you know, when you watch him, um, when you watch him play night in and night out, every time he steps on the ice or he gets moving, you're, you're out of your seat a little bit uh, because something's going to happen. And so it's obviously an exciting time for New Jersey to, you know, have locked him up long term. Um, he's certainly a player that, you know, really pushes the pace um, and, you know, creates a lot um, for our team and um, has had a great couple of games being back from from the break. And uh, I think he was, you know, one of the uh, stars of the week last week or stars of the month. So exciting times for him. Um, and certainly, you know, we have his younger brother in our um, in our prospect pool as well, taking uh, Luke in the draft last year. So lots of huge action uh, in New Jersey, which is exciting because certainly they're a powerful hockey family. Yes. And I know that also there's uh, a lot of precarious nature with the scheduling and all that jazz and no Olympics, but hopefully you guys get the season done. We don't have time to go into that, but I did want to <laughs> ask you uh, sort of further to the questions before, but the idea that Montreal is still looking for the general manager. They've said that they'd be interested in the possibility of having a female general manager, but what do you think about maybe, would you ever want that role? Of a general manager in the NHL? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think I'm probably a long way away from, from that point, but that's, that's a goal of mine. Right. And, and I mentioned, I have, um, you know, I, I came into an organization where I have incredible mentors to learn from, and I'm learning every day um, from our leadership in New Jersey, which is exciting. Um, I, I really look forward to the day where there's a female GM in the NHL. I think that would be um, show incredible progress. I also think it would be a great, you know, business and, and hockey move for a lot of reasons, because, you know, diversity of thought and diversity of leadership goes a long way. And I think we've seen that a lot, um, you know, over these last couple of years across the board and in all different, um, you know, realms of, of business or sports. So um, definitely a, a goal of mine and, um, you know, have a lot, a long, long way, um, you know, to get there. But, you know, steps in the right direction. Like I said, being a part of the New Jersey organization and, um, and having great mentors there to learn from. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Megan, um, we've had an awesome time drinking and thinking with all you right. here today. Cheers. And where can we find you next? Like, where can we see what you're doing on social media and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my life is crazy with the two under two and work and, and everything we discussed, but you guys can kind of find me and follow me anywhere um, at mduggan10 on, on all social platforms. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And guys, you know where you can find more of our content on social, at Sports on Twitter and Instagram, and all of our interviews on YouTube at Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.